Hi, this is Pumpkin. And this is Peach. And welcome to the Pumpkin and Peach podcast. So we had talked about last time um, doing a throwback to different adventures that we have gone on um, in the past. And we were thinking that this episode could be about our trip to the Lizzie Borden house. You gonna say anything? Nope. <laughs> so, um, the Lizzie Borden house is located in Falls River, Massachusetts, and Fall River. Falls. No, Fall River. I thought it was Falls River. No, it's Fall River. Okay, it's Fall River, Massachusetts, and how far down from Salem is it? Uh, an hour. An hour and a half, maybe. We know all of it. It's on the bottom. Here. It's like on the south coast, you know, near the south coast okay. of Massachusetts. Um, I don't have those facts for you. So we had gone there in. What facts do you have? We had gone there in 2016 for yeah. a tour. Um, we had spent Christmas vacation up in Salem, and on yeah. our way back, we had gone back and forth about going to see the Lizzie Borden house. Jeff had been there with an ex-girlfriend, and I had always wanted to go. Um, so didn't we, get to stay the night when I went there the first time, because uh, that person didn't want to, and uh, just took the tour, the daytime tour. So we went there to take the tour because we had looked previously on our way from Salem to Fall River. And, oh. <laughs> and it was completely booked. There were no rooms available. So we had just decided that we were going to do the tour and then check out anything else that we could. The cemetery and Maplecroft and just the town itself. Um, when we got there and there was no one else there to do the tour so we basically basically got a private tour for the most part yeah it was just you know us two and and the tour guide and you know uh, we got a you know pretty much a private tour so we get there and we're doing the private tour and it's awesome because the tour guide spending extra time with us we're getting to ask questions She's giving us all this information. It's really fantastic. You suck. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, because you had to stop us recording just to listen to ourselves because you didn't like it. And now we're picking up where we, you know, had left off. You're terrible. No, that was, <laughs> there was no reason to do that. Can, can we go? Yeah, keep going. Okay. So or you want to pause it again and then complain <laughs> about how you don't like it. I have basic editing skills. Basic. There's no need to do it. Ugh. Okay. So we get through our tour and we're like, this is so awesome. This is so cool. We'd love to stay here. So we go to the um the gift shop. And what are it, you throwing it to me for? Because <laughs> you always say this part. Well, it's just weird that a, you would think that a place like that has a gift shop. But they have a gift shop. They have a gift shop. And they have, like, Lizzie Borden dolls. What's the doll? Like, the, the Otis doll you have? What's that? The Living Dead doll? Yeah. They have, like, a Lizzie Borden. Well, they have an actual Living Dead doll. They had a Living Dead doll. It was like a bobblehead. But I got one of the original ones. They had Ooh. to change the mold for it and they what they sell what they were selling when we were there and i don't know what they sell now or if they still sell them they're different from the one that i got when i first went there the first time back in 2007 uh it's a different it was the original bobblehead they also have like these little axe pens with blood on them. They have stickers. They have magnets. Shirts. Yeah, like a shirt that says. Which I, mean, I never even got the shirt. Yes, you did. It, you have it. It's blue. It oh, says yeah. I spent. Yeah. He doesn't even know what he has. I was thinking about another shirt when I had the first shirt. Yeah. So he has the shirt. It's blue. It has a picture of the house's facade, and it says, yeah. "I spent the night." I survived the oh, night. I survived. Was he going to bed and breakfast? Yeah. So we're in the gift shop. 
Because the first time that I went there, I wanted to get the shirt, but I was like, that's false advertising because I didn't actually stay. So I'm like, I'm not just buying the shirt and being like, oh, cool, you stayed there? No, I didn't. So I was like, I can't buy the shirt unless I actually did. So we're in the gift shop and we're talking about how cool it would be if we had the opportunity to stay there and how bummed we are that we can't stay there. And we overhear the people that are working in the gift shop say that there was cancellation. Well, Jeff hops on his phone and starts looking at stuff. And he sees that there is, in fact, a cancellation. We talk about it you really quick. You know what quick. I really don't like? What? When you talk and then you point to me as if it's my turn to say something. <laughs> well, I want you to pick it up. I don't want to be the only person talking. Well, I'll interject when I feel like I have something to Okay. Add. All right. So it's just going to be a lot of me talking this episode. So um, we go back and forth. Jeff books the room. And... We hear the people say, oh, yeah, there's a cancellation. They're talking back and forth to each other. And we're like, oh, yeah, we, we just heard you and we booked that room. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. The couple that was scheduled to stay in that room was from New Jersey, but they got too scared. So they decided to back out. I was like, oh, that's so funny. We're from New Jersey and we're so happy that they backed out because now we get to stay there. And we, See, and at, the, at this point, you should probably give. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there. But before we start talking about us staying there and all this stuff, you should say, well, why, okay. why would we be there? What, what is this place? Okay. Well, we ended up booking the Andrew and Abby. But nobody suite. knows what that is yet. I'm gonna get to it. Just save the information, and then they'll know afterwards. Okay. All right. So the suite that we stayed in was the Andrew and Abby Borden suite. And those were the two people that were murdered in the house on August 4th, 1892. Now, Lizzie is accused of these two murders. It was her father, Andrew Borden, and her stepmother, Abby Borden. Um, Lizzie Borden was tried and acquitted of both of the murders. Um, but you know, that was like the, you know, the old nursery rhyme. You know, Lizzie Borden took an axe and... Gave her mother 40 wax, and when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Or the opposite of father and mother, whatever. But it was nowhere close to 40. It was just a couple, but it, it, it did the job. She, you know, fucked um, some shit up in the skull. My, my, or did she? <laughs> my opinion on this is that Lizzie definitely is guilty of the murder. Um, but back then, it was an all-male jury... She claimed that... That's a betrayal of your gender. No, it's not. You're just using her. No, because it was an all-male jury. She claimed that the bloody rags were from her period. So as soon as she said that, every single male on that jury shut down because, God forbid, she talk about her period. And they they just were done with it and there there were so many times that she changed her story and was like yes i was upstairs no i wasn't in the house i was in the basement i was outside like every time they talked to her her story changed she was guilty she didn't like abby borden because abby borden was changing the way her life was supposed to go not really. Yes, yes, really. Her father was very, very rich. They were very well off, but he was a penny pincher. That he had nothing to do with her. Yes. He, he was a penny pincher. Yes, and he had a lot of There's money. There's also been talks of be. incest. I've never heard this. There's been plenty of talk about incest between the father and the daughters, and maybe that was what the impetus well, for the murders to happen. If that's why she killed him, then he deserved it. But then why did she kill her stepmother? Because she knew about it? Maybe she knew about it and didn't do anything about it. Well, but that's an interesting theory. It's a theory that's been put out there. I, I've never read that. It's been out there for a while. Um, a lot of people that go there, uh, ghost, paranormal researchers, whatever, they go there to ghost hunt. They they use that to provoke get a response and, and a lot of times it works when people start talking about incest in, in the house that it, it mm. starts to stuff starts to well, that's not cool you should never go to a, a, well, they want to elicit a response yeah so. but you should never go and provoke the spirits like that's not cool if Some you're people do that that's... yeah well i don't i don't agree with that method of ghost hunting i don't think that's okay like if spirits are in the house 
you you don't need to provoke them. They're already there. And if they don't want to talk to you, they don't want to talk to you for a reason. But, okay, so the premise is Lizzie Borden killed her allegedly. We'll say allegedly because she was acquitted. She allegedly killed her father and her stepmother um, with an axe. And after the trial, which she was acquitted because the all-male jury let her go, um, she then lived out the rest of her life in a very fancy house, which was very, very different from the house that she grew up in with her father and her stepmother. And she named the house. Back then, it was kind of gaudy to name your house. Yeah, and uh, the name she of the house is Maple, Maple Croft. Maple Croft, and it's etched into the front steps. Yeah, and it's a gorgeous house set up on a hill. There are other houses, so it's not like a standalone but it's it's beautiful from the outside. But back in the day, it was more in the upper crusty, ritzy part of town. Like the the house where the murders took place was kind of like in the not so high society part of town, because you know the father was a pretty pincher, and even though he had the money, he didn't like investing in things. He didn't like, you know, like he didn't have indoor plumbing. Where at the time, indoor plumbing was definitely something that. Most houses in that area did yeah. have. He saw it as frivolous and a waste of money. Yeah. So. If, if you stay there now, there's plenty of indoor plumbing. Well, plenty. <laughs> well, a bathroom that everybody has to share. Although, in the room that we stayed in, the Andrew and Abby suite, which is the master bedroom, parents' bedroom, it has its own bathroom. We and didn't have to share neither anything. murder did take place there. The, um... Abby's murder took place in the front room. In the guest room upstairs. Yeah. The first room. As soon as you come up the steps and look to your left, it'll be the first room you see. And then her father was murdered in the parlor on a couch, which they do have a replica of there yes, now. It's not the original couch. Because yeah, no one wants to be laying in some blood. <laughs> nobody knows what's um, But both of those houses are currently up for sale. Maplecroft coming in at um, hundred or eight hundred and ninety thousand. Um, it has seven bedrooms, three bathrooms, three full bathrooms, and one and a half bathrooms. And the Lizzie Borden house is for sale. Two million listed at two million dollars. Which uh, you know, it, it's 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 a joint ownership. Uh, the main owner, I can't remember his name. Um. I don't know what his name is, I'll but uh, our owner with Leanne Wilbur, she's uh, was she was there when we went. She's been running, you know, manager the manager, I guess, of the building for many years, fourteen, fifteen years. Um, so, but the the main owner, I guess, the main investor in it, he wants to retire. So that's why he's selling the properties because they're both owned by him. And, um, well, okay. So on Wikipedia, I don't know how updated this is, but it says that Martha McGuinn, uh, no, is the owner of the house. Of what house? The Lizzie Borden house. Well, she, I don't know. It's operated as a bed and breakfast since 1996. With her in as the owner I've of never it, heard that and name. she actually inherited it from her grandparents, um, who know. purchased I've it never, in 1948. Never heard that name. It's always been Leanne and the the, the guy that wants to retire. Him? I don't know what his name is, but he wants to retire, and uh, he owns both houses. Uh, somebody else had bought the the Maplecroft and wanted to turn it also turn it into bed and breakfast. Um, but she was an outsider, quote unquote, from the, the town and they don't like outsiders and they, they're kind of hoity toity, like, hey, you know, we don't know you, where are you from, you know, giving some pushback, saying, Well, you know, you gotta go through all these hoops to try to get it to be a bed and breakfast. We don't really want you to do that. So she tried and tried, kind of gave up. So the 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 guy that owned Bed and breakfast, he bought Maplecroft, figuring, well, I've been an upstanding citizen in the community and I've owned the bed and breakfast for years and, it, you know, I'm a respected businessman in town. I'll try to do what 
the previous owner was doing with Maplecroft because maybe I won't get so many barriers to get through this. But even with that, it seemed to not be working out. And uh, so he wants to retire and sell both properties. Um, and Leanne does want to buy um, the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast and keep it as that. Because who knows, whoever wants to buy it, they could just be like, oh, well, I'm buying it, and now nobody can stay here. I don't want it to be a bread yeah. and breakfast anymore. I just want to either live here myself, or I'm going to shut it down and just let who I want to come in and investigate it or whatever, and, and they'll, they'll pay. Either I'm going to let my friends in, or I'm going to let people in, but I'm going to charge them like stupid amounts of money, and it's not going to be like it was. Like I'm going to do what I want with it. Or just shut it down and be like, Nothing's going to happen here. I'm just going to yeah. live here and just say that I own it. We have listened to an episode of Spooky South Coast, another podcast, um, a couple of months back that was saying that... I don't know if it was a couple. Like a month. Maybe. Okay, so maybe a month. Um, the, the guy that runs Spooky South Coast was saying that he wanted to get a GoFundMe going for Leanne and helps. Because she wants to do it, but she doesn't need to get the whole $2 million. But she needs she a million needs a dollars. portion of it to put down and do this stuff. And, and you know, who better to have it in the hands of somebody that you know is, has run it for the past 15 or so years and will keep running it that way so that people can enjoy it. Has the best interest of the fans now, and the site itself. Katrina didn't really like that idea. No. She wasn't too keen. I, I don't think that... I, I go back and forth because I think that... Or now you change your view now? I don't know. Like, I understand why, like, they were wanting to do the GoFundMe and help her out and buy the property because the more I thought about it, like I wouldn't want someone coming in and buying it and taking it off well, the market. Well, that's what it's been all along. That's what I said from the get-go. Yeah, it's good. Who else would you want it in the hands of? Somebody that's been running it for the past 15 years and will keep it that way, yeah. the way that people can come in and keep enjoying it, or somebody that's going to come in and you don't know what they're going to do with it. You definitely want but that But at the same time, the people donating the money to it, it's like, well, what do you get out of it? Like, yes, you get to know that you're helping it to people who can't visit and won't be, ever be able to go there it's like well you're donating money for somebody to own it but like what are you getting out of it and i know it's not all about like oh what am i going to get out of this but like some people like to get stuff you know in returns you know with like kickstarters or gofundmes like you know you i guess from gofundme point of views it's more like hey you're donating you're not getting any return there's no you know, perks or whatever but it's like so I did look the GoFundMe up today, and I wasn't able to find anything. So I don't well, know I don't if know. it he was wasn't... just talking about starting one. I don't know if they actually yeah. started one. I don't know if anything came about from that, but um, it's still on the market for two million dollars. And hopefully, if Leanne is not able to buy it, the person that does buy it keeps it the way it is, maybe keeps her on as Doesn't manager. change it because that was another thing that Katrina was like, well, you know, if somebody comes in and buys it and stops it, well, at least we knew we stayed there. <laughs> Just being kind of selfish in that aspect. Well, you know, the hipster in me. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, but now nobody else can, so we got a, an experience that now people can experience. But definitely, like, if this, if this is your area that you like you like the paranormal you like unsolved mysteries because this is in fact yeah, an unsolved crime. mystery a true crime like this murder the double murder has not been solved they never were able to pin down anyone yeah I mean, as she an was actual and like, she was murderer. acquitted but they didn't actually find okay well this is what happened they accused her uncle, too, but I don't think anything ever came of that. I don't think they, like, tried him like they tried her. Um, it was just, like, one of those, like, oh, it might have been him. Like, it was whispered. But about, there was never, like, a case closed, like, this is who did it. This it's still, happened. I guess, a cold case, but... So a, even if you're <laughs> not into the paranormal, even if you just, like, true crime or unsolved, you know, mysteries, per se, you know, it's a fun place to go and just even just do the tour, but it's a fun place to stay because, you know, you get to take the tour 
the daytime tour and it's like, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours. Um, and depending on how many people, you know, like I said, we, we got like a private tour pretty much because nobody else was there to take the tour when we went. So it was just us two. But, you know, like we had set up previously, you know, we were in the gift shop, we booked the room, we were all psyched about it. And it's like, okay, well, you know, you can only come back and check in at a certain time because they do the daytime tours up for everybody. And uh, so we went and got something to eat at a restaurant nearby, which is now not there anymore. But they had like a Lizzie Borden drink, a martini or whatever. And from that drink, we learned we are not martini people. Well, I already knew that I wasn't <laughs> one, but like, you know, you're there. You, you got to get the thing, you know? So like, the you know. You had to get it. So we got that. Um, we went to the cemetery where the, the family plot is. And we saw Lizzie's grave and her sister, uh, her sister's grave. And, you know, the parents' grave. Like, everybody's buried in the same plot, the family plot. Um, then we went back to the house and uh, loaded our stuff in. We went to our room. Everybody else who was there is, you know, coming in and, then they, they take you on another tour. It's like a three-hour tour, a more extensive a tour. A three-hour tour. My wrong. <laughs> and then, you know, during the daytime tours, at least at this time when we were there, they didn't take you down to the basement. During the nighttime tour, you're staying there, they take you down in the basement. So tours now, a daytime tour is approximately 50 minutes long. Um, and... They ask that you be there 10 to 15 minutes before the start of your tour. It, it, everything's scheduled online. And they ask it's that you It's probably a little bit more... Uh, Ruley. You know, more <laughs> uh, pinpointing, like, oh, more, uh, I don't know, detail-oriented because of the <laughs> pandemic. So, like, yeah. you have to be there at this time. It's probably, you know, less people per tour than were allowed before. It's, it's more organized... Yeah. Not to say that it wasn't organized before, but now it's more like, hey, we have to. So a fifty-minute tour now is twenty-two dollars per person, which I think not, we paid like eighteen. Yeah, but that was also a handful of years ago, pre-pandemic. Yeah. So I mean, it hasn't gone up too much. And seriously, if you're in the area and you're interested, do it. Definitely worth it. Even like the daytime tour, it's worth it. If you like history, if you like true crime, if you like paranormal, like it hits all of those points and. All of the tour guides, I think there are three different ones, and I think it's the girl, what, what's her name that wants to buy it? Leanne. Leanne, and then there was a guy, and then there was another girl. The other girl is who did our daytime tour, and then we had a guy that came in and did our nighttime tour, and he's the one that, like, really, like, went in depth. Like, each room we were in, like, he no, pointed stuff out. I don't know still there besides Leanne, I don't know. Person that took us on the daytime tour or the nighttime tour. I don't know if either yeah. of them still work there. But it, it just, the amount of details that they throw into these tours, like in the house, in the rooms, there are Lizzie Borden's books, like novels that she read. And like she would go through them when she would be done reading a book, she would date it and then sign but it. You don't want to take she... anything because they have <laughs> lots of stories of people taking things from the house. And sending it back saying, like, I'm sorry because stuff happened to them at home. Now, who knows if this is just a deterrent to <laughs> make you not take stuff. Or if these are actually true stories. But we did not take anything. No, we did not. We did not. Even though Jeff likes to do stuff like I like that. to take stuff from certain places. You know, nothing big. I'm not, like, you know, stealing, like, chairs or doors or TVs. Like, I take a little rock or a little something from places. But, um, so during the tour, like the daytime tour and the nighttime tour, like they just go into such depths about like, there's clothes that were worn in the movie. The, uh, what, what was that in the 80s? Don't look at me. Was it the 80s? It was that... like the 70s. With so, Elizabeth Montgomery. Yeah. From Witch. Um, there's like costume from that movie. And then. There's an actual dress that Lizzie actually wore, and it's been restored. And then there's, like, furniture that was from back then in the house that you are not allowed to touch. You can just look at. And then, like I said, her actual books. And in the suite that we stayed in, it was the Andrew and Abby suite. And 
um, it had the main bedroom that we slept in and then a bedroom off of it that I think they said was Abby's like closet like her changing room or whatever. And there's had a, a bed in there now. I don't know if there was a bed in there then. So it was like another bed. So depending on how many people you had with you, but I think they have like a numbers capacity on like, how I many think you can have yours. four people in that room, but you. you could have, cause there are two beds and it has its own bathroom. But, it's right um, in the back of the house. So, um, you're like right above the kitchen, I believe. So there's like period furniture in there. Like, Ew. stop it. To try and make it look like it did back then. And like the beds are on the smaller side. And like there's, it, it looks homey. It's, there are quilts. Yeah. It's, it doesn't look like a hotel. It definitely makes you it's feel like. breakfast. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're in, in the, the era. Um, and on one of like. I guess it would be like a desk, a writing desk. There's like a little uh, tray, tray, I guess, and a little note next to it. And it's like, if you don't want Andrew to bother you, why don't you leave him some coins as like an offering? Um, because people have been known that don't leave the coins. He likes to bother people and likes to make himself known. And while I do love the paranormal, I don't like to be messed with while I'm sleeping. And I do not appreciate being bothered by ghosts. If you listen to the last episode, The Stair Monster. Um, so I definitely emptied my purse of all of its coins into that little tray. Um, and they said that all the money that's collected, I think it was like once a month or when the tray is filled, it's donated to like Lizzie's favorite charity. I want to say it was like an animal. Yeah, I believe it was an animal charity. An animal charity, um, locally in Fall River. Um, but it was just it was a good time. So like after everyone had checked in and everyone got settled in their rooms and we did the tour. And the the cool thing about the house is that all of the rooms on the second floor open into each other, which may yeah. sound weird but i guess back then it really wasn't because like families were a little bit closer people shared yeah, as the soon same as you room. walk up the steps it's the guest room where uh the stepmother was murdered um then it opens up into lizzie and emma's room and then that connects to the andrew and abby suite behind it where we were staying and then there's rooms up on the third floor which where there's... the maid's room was the maid's room and then there's another room uh, I think it was just like a guest room. There were know, three okay. rooms up there, two rooms in like the sloped area, and then the room that Leanne won't go in anymore because Leanne used to sleep in the house frequently until she slept in the maid's quarters. And what was it? She felt something pressing down on her chest or her neck, and it just it freaked her out a little bit too much. So she she decided that she does not want to sleep in the house anymore. But. When you stay there, it's like, you know, you do the tour, and then they're like, okay, see you tomorrow in the morning. So they, they leave you in there, and whoever's staying in there, you just got, you're in there, like, free reign in the house. There's nobody there to watch over you. There's nobody there to tell you you can't do this, you can't do that. So if everybody's cool with it who's staying there, you just leave your door open, and people can, you know, walk through and, and ghost hunt or investigate or they give you plenty of tools, like there were dowsing rods, there were, um, what's the, the spirit boxes. Spirit box, there's a Ouija board, which I didn't mess with. But, <laughs> um, so the second and third floor where the bedrooms are, you know, depending on who's staying there, like there was one room up on the third floor that people just didn't show up. So it's like, well, you could just stay in there all night if you wanted to. And then, you know, everybody that we stayed there with was cool. Like we were up to like three or four in the morning just walking around, investigating, doing whatever. But if if you did want to end your night and go to sleep, you just close your door and you lock it, and then people know, well, we can't go in there. But the basement and the first floor with the living room and the dining room and the kitchen, like, that's all. You can just hang out there all night. Like, that's free reign. So after our tour guide left and he kind of left us to our own devices, Everyone kind of meandered back to the second floor where our room was. And, and delicious the, cookies in the <laughs> kitchen. And um, the Abby and Emma suite were where they're connecting. There was a group of four women staying in the Abby and Emma suite. And they were celebrating the one girl's birthday. And um, 
she was very skeptical, wasn't really too happy to be there. But the other three girls, it was, was it three daughters and the mom, I think? I don't remember if the mom bought them the tickets or she was there with them. But the girl whose birthday it was was, like, not really happy that she was there. Yeah, it was very weird that that was something they would get her for her birthday because she just seemed to not want to be any part of it. Like, I don't want to be here. And it's like, well, then why would somebody think that this would be a good gift to get you for your birthday because you clearly don't want to be here? But they gave a ton of, in the living room, there were, like, a ton of ghost hunting tools, like spirit box, dowsing rods, the Ouija board, and other stuff. And one of her sisters had brought up the dowsing rods and was like, here, you try them, handed them to her. And she was asking questions and the sisters were asking questions. And if you've ever, if you've never used dowsing rods before, it's like two, I, what is it? Two I, metal kind of like rods. like L-shaped, you know, metal rods. You wear like, you know, the bottom of the L you're holding in your hand and the long part is sticking out. And oh, you know, each hand. These had cylinders around the handle part, so like the metal rod inside was like free spinning. Like you could hold onto the handle and just kind of like spin it around like a noisemaker. Um, and when the girls and the girl using it were asking the questions, the dowsing rods were going in and out, like as she was asking it, and it was when they pointed out in like a V shape. It was a no, and when they crossed in the center at, in an X, it was a yes. And we heard them doing this. We were in our room, and like we kind of went to the opening, and so did the people that were staying in the room that the stepmother got murdered in. They kind of went to the other doorway, and were like watching this take place. And it, there were probably like 10 to 15 questions that were asked and then answered, and then the final one was like, it was a point to something in the room, like to show me that you're actually like. Regardless when we were upstairs. No, because it happened in the room too, because they pointed to the dress, to Lizzie's dress, and or Lizzie's books. I forget which one it was. It was either the dress or the books, because both were in that room. And everyone was like, oh, wow, like this, this is like legit. Like we were all sold at that point. And then I don't know what made us go upstairs to the third floor, but um, so a little back history before the Lizzie Borden house that is now the bed and breakfast was built on that lot. There used to be a well and Lizzie Borden's family had family members that lived next door. They were um, related somehow. I'm not exactly. Yeah, we're not sure like how they were related, but they were related to the Bordens. And this I mean, we're not sure. Like at one point, I did know that. Like when we went there to the tour, like it was fresh in our mind. But like right now, off the top of our head, you know, I can't really recall how they were related. I want to say it was maybe like second cousins or something. I, I, that sounds familiar. But um, this woman was not right in the head. She had mental problems, and she had three children, and she threw them in the well. And sadly, two of the children... And then slit her own throat. Yeah. Um, one of the children that she threw in the well was rescued. So, I mean, that that's good, but not great that the other two died. Um, but they say in the Lizzie Borden house on the third floor, there's a lot of activity that involves children. And they think that they can trace that back to the two children that were killed in the well. So they have like a toy box up there that's got toys and books. So the entire group of people that were interested in quote unquote ghost hunting went up to the third floor. And went into that room because the people that were supposed to stay in that room just didn't show up. Mm -hmm. So we're in that room. The dowsing rods are in there. Um, We're asking questions. We're like basically in like a small little circle. There's probably like eight of us. And... uh, I forget who was asking the questions, but someone asked, well, do you want us to read you a story? Because there were children's books and the the dowsing rods crossed. Yes. So I started reading a book to, you know, whoever was answering these questions. And Jeff and I were sitting close to each other. And um, 
They keep asking questions as I'm reading the story. And the girl that was, one of the girls asked the question, well, where are you in the room? And the dowsing rods both spun to right between Jeff and I. The air got so cold, it felt like you opened up the back door during like a snowstorm. And the dowsing rods like were right there. It like right between us. It it was it was bless you. Thank you. And it, it was just it was crazy. And like I said to him, I like paused from reading the book and I looked at him. I was like, Do you feel that? And I really expected because Jeff is like a skeptic. Like as long as the day is, he he will try to debunk it and deprove and disprove it. Like he is all about the the practical. Um and, and, and it's not that I don't believe. I just want to make sure I rule out anything else before I'm going to jump to the conclusion that, oh, my God, that was a ghost or, you know, something. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, it's very cold. And, like, everyone else in the circle was like, seriously? I was like, put your hand right between us. And, like, they all took their took turns putting their hands between us, like, between where we were sitting and they all could feel like a temperature change. And then did something banged across the room or something moved in the corner. And we were all just like, okay, well, <laughs> we got what we wanted to from up here. So we like wrapped it up. And then one of the other girls from the party where it was the three girls and the mom was like, oh, well, there's a Ouija board downstairs. Let's go down there and do that. Jeff was like, fuck that. No, I want no part of the Ouija board. And I was like, yeah, I'll do the Ouija board. And it was me. And I was like, no, fuck that. I'll go down in the basement by myself. <laughs> or later find out there's a demonic entity that's known to be down there. Something that's evil. And I'm just hanging out down there by myself. Like they used to, I don't, I didn't know that they were doing it then, but they used to have like a, um, like a webcam. Just, be down in the basement where people could go online and like watch it. I don't remember it being down there when I was there, but I'm sure it was, but I wasn't aware of it. I was just down there hanging out, taking pictures. You know, I didn't feel anything like demonic or, or whatever when I was there, but I was just down there hanging. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not messing with no Ouija board. I'm going to go down here. And meanwhile, that's where there's supposed to be an evil entity, you know, allegedly. Yeah. So we're in the parlor where <laughs> where Lizzie Borden's father was killed, and um, they're like, let's do the Ouija board. So they like bust it out, and I was like, well, why don't we draw a salt circle around it so it locks whatever. If we call anything up, it locks it in the salt circle. And they're like, oh, that's a really good idea. So I go into the kitchen. I grab out like the table salt. We draw a circle around the Ouija board. And it's me and this guy and this other girl. I, yeah, I think there was only three of us. Jeff has a picture of it. He just pulled it up. We'll post it on our Instagram for people to see. Um, I think there was only three of us. There may have been a fourth person and then they like backed out of it. Um, but okay, so Jeff's showing the picture. There definitely is four people. Um, so I know that I was not pushing it. And the guy that was sitting next to me, There's four of you. I could feel his hand next to mine and he was shaking. So like, I know he, he was barely touching it, if touching it at all. And I know like, if you, if you've ever played with a Ouija board, like, you know, when someone's like dragging it all over the board, like it feels pushed and pulled like this. This planchette was flying, flying all over the board. And we were asking questions and it's giving answers. And then all of a sudden it just starts going back and forth. M-O-M-O-M-O-M-O-M-O-M-O. Like probably 20 times. And we're like, what the hell? Like what, what, what happened? And the girl that was using the dowsing rods came into the living room and she was like, 
oh my God, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why are you using the Ouija board? That's not cool. You shouldn't be messing with stuff. Like that's such a gateway. Like she was super upset about it. And she was like, I'm done with this shit. She put the dowsing rods back down because I guess she had been using them with her family. And she went upstairs. Well, one of the girls that was doing the Ouija board with us, um, I guess was her sister or cousin, something was with her. I thought it was Momo. No, okay, so not that fucking weird image. Oh yeah, Momo maybe I have that in my mind. It's um, like Zozo is like a, 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 a something like a demonic or a spirit thing. Yes, that's right. So it was Zio, Zio, Zio instead of M O M O. Which is like something that she had some sort of history with, but it's like that's a common so thing that pops up. Her sister or cousin, this girl that was doing the Ouija board with us, but with their party, was like, oh yeah. She had this happen at a party she was at. She was doing the Ouija board and it was like Zozo and it was like targeting her and like she's had a bunch of bad stuff happen to her from it. And I like hard eye roll. Like I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, like, so you're basically the one that's like pushing this around, making it be this to scare your sister or cousin or whoever is with you. And we all kind of, like, give her a little bit of shit about it. And she's like, no, I swear to God, I'm not pushing it. Like, look, I'll take my hands off of it and start asking it questions. So then it was me and the guy doing it. Because I guess the other girl had left at that point um, and wasn't, like, using the Ouija board with us. And it just, it would not stop going back and forth between Zio and Zio. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. Like, it's ridiculous. I'm just, I'm not doing it anymore. So we pack up the Ouija board and I was like, well, fuck, we're going to have to clean up this salt. And Jeff is like, oh, I've been in the basement. I know where there's a vacuum. So he goes down there and gets the vacuum and we vacuum it up. And then we hung out in the parlor, just like BSing with the other people talking about different things. Like, Everyone having their theories about if Lizzie did it, if she didn't do it, if the house is actually haunted for a couple of hours. Yeah. And, um, and then what, what happened after that? Did we just, we ended up that, it was like 3.30 in the yeah, morning at that point. Yeah, at that point, you know, everybody was starting to drop off and retired and had their fill of you know, the exciting evening. It was it was late. So I think eventually we all went to bed. I mean, I know there are a couple people went to bed before us and then we did and I think some people might have stayed up a little bit more. Past. That family that was in the third floor, the mom, the dad and the daughter, where were they when we were doing it? Because they were staying there, but I don't I remember think they just didn't I don't remember them being like in the tour with us, like on the tour with us, or doing anything in in the in the house. I just remember them like checking in with us and then going out to dinner. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. They just. They were, I don't know why they were there then if they weren't really into. They were staying two nights. I know that. So then we went to bed, and. Uh, it was it was just a fun experience in a something that I was like I'd always wanted to do. It was well worth it. It was a good time. I'd love to go back. I don't want it to fall into the wrong hands. I mean, you wake up the next morning and they do they get serve you breakfast. You get some granny cakes and you know a traditional some mutton. <laughs> we didn't have any mutton. What was it? Was uh, Johnny cakes and. I can't remember. Some a fruit, and I want to say it was like, like a traditional breakfast gravy. from that time period, but um, it was good, and it was just you know all around just a fun time, a very good experience. You know, something that I would recommend to anybody who's like I said before into the paranormal, into true crime, into do you remember history. how much our room cost? So, uh, I think it was about two hundred and seventy-four dollars for night. So that was. Our room, the only room in the house that had a private bathroom. All the other rooms were cheaper than that. Approximately that. I, I um, have the... Did you save it? Yeah. So, 
um, the room that we stayed in was the most expensive, followed by the Abbey and uh, Emma Suite, which again was two rooms, but it was like one area. And then I want to say the next most expensive was the the front room, the quote unquote guest room, where the um or where um Abby Borden was killed. And then there was the three bedrooms upstairs, the maid quarters and the guest rooms. And I want to say they were um, quite a bit cheaper because it was just like one bed per room. Um, yeah, so it was two seventy four twenty five okay. was the total. And you can fit four people in there. I do think after two people, though, they charge you $25 extra per person. So, I mean, even if you had four people and they charge you an extra $50, that's only roughly $325-ish split between four people. That's not bad. And at the time we did it, you could rent the whole house out for $1,500. Yeah. I mean, it might be different now or you might not be able to. It might be more expensive. But that seems like a fun thing, too. We would love to do that, but we oh, just don't yeah. know enough people that would be that down for it, you know. Uh, we know a lot of people either A, wouldn't be down for it or would say they were, but wouldn't <laughs> actually do it. Yeah, um, and with that, with the 1500 I do think there was like a maximum amount of people yeah. you could have no, in the house. Even if you rent out the whole house, there's a maximum amount of people that can be in there, so it's like... Can't be like, oh well, it's this amount of money. Let's get this amount of people, and then it's really cheap for everybody. Like it'll be cheap, but you can't get it down to like super cheap because you can't have like a hundred people in the house. Yeah. Um. But hopefully, whoever does buy it keeps it as a bed and breakfast, or hopefully, Leanne is able to buy it and keep it the way it has been since what did I say? Ninety six. It's been owned and operated as as a bed and breakfast yeah i mean it was a lot of fun and even with the price tag of almost three hundred dollars it was something it's something that i definitely consider doing again it's definitely it was like a bucket list item mm -hmm. something that's well worth you know even though it's that much money for the night it was a great experience yeah. and like worth it because it's not like hey i stayed in the fancy hotel room and like i paid almost three hundred dollars like you're getting poor. You're getting the experience of staying up and investigating and having whatever experience you have there. And then you stay the night and you, you, you sleep and then you get up and you have breakfast. So you're getting all of that for the price of the room. It's not just, hey, I booked this room. We're going to go do stuff other places and just come here and go to sleep like a normal hotel. Like It is an experience in and of itself. Yeah, and it wasn't like, a, oh, you have to stay two nights, like one night was fine. And pre-pandemic, they did rent it out every single night. But I did look on their website and it looks like that's changed a little bit and that tours are only on certain days and certain mm -hmm. nights. So if you are interested, I definitely check out their website. Um, and they used to do like something every, like the anniversary on August 4th, like you know, the anniversary of the murders, they would do uh some sort of event there i don't know if they're still doing that but i mean so the website is l i z z i e dash b o r d e n dot com so lizzie dash borden dot com and that'll give you the availability for the bread and, the bed and breakfast the gift shop tour information you can join their email list they have their COVID-19 protocols you can click on and check out. Um, yeah, like, I, I and cannot... I'm not saying don't support them, you know, because they definitely deserve to be supported, and I hope everybody gets to ex experience it the way that we did, but, like, and I know they're probably struggling like every other business now, but, like, to me personally, I wouldn't want to experience it now with all these protocols and I don't know what it is and restrictions it definitely wouldn't be the same as when we stayed there where everybody just gets to hang out together and investigate and just stay up all night like you know you're gonna have to keep your distance from people and wear masks and follow rules because you know you should everybody should be doing that but 
I mean, hey, if you're down for doing it and it, that doesn't bother you, you know, by all means, please go and support them. It's definitely a great time. It's a great experience. Um, it's great history. Um, but for me personally, I'm glad to have experienced it when we did. Because to experience it now for me wouldn't be as Yeah, one of fun. their protocols is all guests must wear a mask during your evening tour. Your tour guide has the right to refuse to take you on a tour if you're not wearing one. This is for the health and safety and well-being of your tour guide and the other guests and yourself. So there definitely are mandates they are following, which is good to know because that's important during this pandemic. You know, we want everyone to be safe and happy and healthy. Um, but so like some of their rules are museum is children 11 and over. Um, they're allowed to stay the night. No one under that. No alcohol is permitted on the property. Quiet time begins at 11 p.m., but, like, that didn't really apply to us. It really us. depends on who you're staying with, you know. Yeah. Quiet, because, like I said, when we stayed there, it was, here's the tour, see you later. Like, you y'all just, you're in here by yourselves. Like, we're, we're leaving, we're locking the door, and you guys are just, see you in the morning. Yeah, that was one thing. They did lock us in. They said that there was one door that was left open in case anyone had an emergency or wanted to go out for a cigarette because you cannot smoke inside or vape inside and you cannot burn candles or incense which I do understand like I know that you don't would want to add, start a fire and burn the place down I mean, yeah that would add a lot of you know like ambiance or whatever but like they don't want to be having to deal with people possibly lighting their business because that's what it is. It is their business. They don't want their business being set on fire. Um, and so, then, like, quiet time, it's like, well, it really depends on how cool the people are that you're spending the night with. Like, you know, everybody else who's got their own books, you know, if they're not ready for quiet time, you know, then you don't have to have quiet time. If you're ready for quiet time, then you can go into your room and shut the door, and they have to respect that. Like, it, it would kind of suck. If you stay with people that are kind of uptight and they don't like, hey, hey, our door is open. We're not ready to go to bed yet. Like, you can check out this room. You can do, like, have a seance on here or investigate or whatever. But, like, you know, if it, if they're like, hey, we paid money to stay here and we want to shut our doors and go to bed, you know, then that's their right to do that. And it sucks that it will, will be cut off for you for that night. But we just happen to stay there on a great night and not. Both of us would love to do it again, but who knows if we go back again, if we'll have that great of an experience. I It will be great of an experience because we'll get to be there again and just investigate and, and do what we want to do. But who knows if everybody will be as cool as it was the first time. Mm -hmm. You can't always expect that. You would hope for that, but you can't expect that. We just happen to have a really great group of people that were open to staying up and doing it as much out of the building as we want to check out the building. Yeah. Now he's pointing at me. Because <laughs> I haven't talked enough. Yeah, in this I've episode. done enough talking right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's definitely something we would like to to do again. Maybe even if we could get enough people and rent the house out, because that would be a really good time. I don't think we'd ever find enough people <laughs> to do that. Uh like I said, I it and it, it's not even like a, a, a dig at people that we know that, you know, there's some people that I know would be like, oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. We'd love to do that. But you'd never actually get them to do it. There's it's plenty of people that don't want There's plenty of people that don't want to do it. There's, and then it is a hike. It's, it's not like close by. And also mm -hmm. trying to get everybody's schedules to sync up to try to do mm -hmm. something like that. It's, I don't know. I hope that if that's something that you wanted to do, that you get to do it. I wouldn't sit around and sleep on this opportunity. If you can get there, do it now. Because Just who knows if whoever buys it, they might be like, I'm not, I don't want it to go like this anymore. I'm going to shut yeah. it down. They might want to just use it, utilize it as a museum. And or... if somebody's got $2 million to come in and be like, boom, this place is mine. I'm mm -hmm. going to do what I want with it. And I'm not doing the bed and breakfast anymore. 
or if you know someone that's interested in the paranormal and true crime and has $2 million, have them contact Leanne and maybe they can be a co-investor with her and they can buy it together. And then remember us <laughs> and let us have some special perks. Because, <laughs> Just to know. go there again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had talked about last episode, our first episode, doing a spider sock. Oh, spider. A spider. <laughs> a mm. spider spotlight um, each episode. And we've decided that this episode, since it's Fall River, Massachusetts, we are going to pick a Massachusetts-based cider company. And we've picked Down River. No, we nope. didn't. No, we didn't. We picked Down East. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> we've picked Down East Cider. Um, we've tried them. Did we try them first when the we were The first in? time was when we were there for this trip, on our Salem trip. Uh, I went to the Bunghole, which is a <laughs> liquor store liquors. in Salem. <laughs> and uh, I saw, you know, Down East Cider, and I was like, ooh, what's this? Let me try this. So I bought, like, every possible one. I, they had the regular cider, and at that time it was winter, so it was December. So I had their winter blend, and they had a cranberry. Mm. And I bought all of them. I'm like, I'm going to try all these ciders. So, and they were all really good. They were all really good. That was the first time we had them in 2016, mm -hmm. at the end of 2016. And then been drinking them ever since. We've had many, seen many can iterations of the Winter Blend. They yeah. stopped doing the Cranberry as a, as a regular thing. And they brought it back. They started doing a Native series, which was like uh, special limited runs. Using like limited pear cranberry blueberry using limited um product like using limited peaches using limited pears oh yeah there was a peach as well from different um farms i guess in yeah. massachusetts i wasn't too fond of the native series cranberry i liked the cranberry that was their regular offering yeah um, it, it i did enjoy the pear the most which the thing about the Native series is they're a little on the pricey side. They come in four packs, and the Native series are more expensive than the regular four packs. Um, <coughs> but so a regular four pack would be nine ninety nine to eleven ninety nine, depending on where you're buying it. And the Native series is around fourteen ninety nine, fifteen ninety nine for a four pack. And it's four pack of twelve ounce cans. Yeah. And um they twelve or sixteen. They're twelve ounce cans. Oh. Um some of the ones you can find uh, they have nine packs for like seventeen ninety nine. Not of the native series. The native series only comes in four packs. Mm -hmm. My favorite out of that was the pear, but I didn't like the price point. But they've started doing a pear now that seems like it's gonna be a more regular offering, like this is we're just offering pear, and that was good. Um but we've drank many things from them. The their regular the one, um the the cranberry, the original cranberry that we had. Um, Their pumpkin is... Winter blend, pumpkin blend, um, cider donut they had. Oh, which the was Belgian delicious. white. Belgian white, the double blend, mm -hmm. which is the higher alcohol content. And the Aloha one. Aloha Friday. Friday. Yeah, because Aloha right. Saturday is yeah. their tap room exclusive. So that was their pineapple. See, the one thing about them, which absolutely sucks, and Down East, if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not. They're definitely not. They're definitely not listening, but I'm going to tell Especially you guys. Especially after you call them Down River. It's yeah. another place. It, it, is. it is. Yeah, but. but we're not talking about them. Strasburg. But nobody so, cares about you now because you um, guys mismentioned it. So. The thing that sucks is they have so many taproom exclusives that sound phenomenal. Right now they have one with the caramel apple but you have cider. To be up there. And, and they're only doing to-go orders, so you have to order it and have it delivered to you. You have to be in the area. And we are in a pandemic, which means we cannot go to Massachusetts. We've been told no, stay away. New Jersey, you are not welcome. And it so sucks because like, there's plenty of things we miss out on because we can't go there to get the taproom exclusives. But everything else, if has we been can get delicious. it in in Jersey, 
we try it and I haven't had one thing from them that I thought was bad. I mean there's been some that I oh, like more than others. The hopped grapefruit that was bad. It wasn't awful though. It was not anything I would ever drink again. And we just have a regular grapefruit one too, which I do. The regular was grapefruit was good. The hopped yeah. grapefruit was not. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of hoppy stuff. Yeah. Um, sometimes you get some hop ciders that are all right, but they're, they're really they're not passable. my favorites. They're down the low end of my if, if it's a hop cider mixed with like a citrus, it's normally passable because the hops kind of lend themselves to that citrusy taste. But I, just leave hops to beer and that is enough. Like well, hops go with beer. Down East has, you know, ever since 2016, we've been a fan and we've drank everything they've put out that we could get our hands on mm -hmm. that we're able to that gets distributed down here. My favorite down east is definitely their pumpkin. Mine would be the winter blend. It's my favorite of all time. Um, and I will say this. It's not the down east pumpkin is not my favorite pumpkin cider, but it is my second favorite pumpkin cider. But the winter blend is a warm, cozy feeling cider. It's spiced a cinnamon, you know, nutmeg-ish clove. Kind of thing, you know. It's Makes just, you feel like you're drinking Christmas. Yeah, it's a very like you know you you feel like you should be on a ski trip. Mm -hmm. It's just it's a good cider. The winter blend is and very it's very good. similar to other ones that I've had from other companies that have different iterations of uh, a winter blend, mm -hmm. and they're all good. I mean, they're all I love these those kinds of ciders. You know, like there's one. From a place in Salem called Far From the Tree. They had one called Ember that's very similar. Uh, Jackson Gettysburg has one called Fireside. That's they're, they're all very similar tasting. Woodchuck ciders. had one called um, uh, Winter Chill. No, they did not. That, mm -hmm. No, Winter Chill was more of like an old Yeah, but it still you had that it, man, feel. It was definitely not the same at all. Jeff doesn't like anything that's oak barrel age because it's oak, got that yeah. whiskey. Yeah, I'm it. not a big fan of that. But the Winter Chill from Woodchuck had a similar taste, but it had that it had a very strong oak barrel flavor to it too. So I mean, it would have been great for us to go at the time we had. We that was the first time we checked out their ciders. We should have just went to their fucking cider house when we were up there. We really should have at that time. Mm -hmm. But we we're like, oh, you know, we didn't know. Yeah, I mean, so they're a great cider, and anything that they put out. Mm -hmm. and we're able to get I'll keep buying because I want to try them because never had a bad you know a, a, a downright bad mostly on the good side like that hopped grapefruit not so good the native peach was not <clears throat> great yeah I mean out of the native series the cranberry blueberry peach and pear I would say pear was my favorite out of that um, the blueberry probably the second favorite and then uh, peach and then cranberry at the end because the cranberry was very dissatisfying as opposed to what the cranberry that we had had when yeah. we first tried them that was just a regular. I agree with that. Um, their peach cider really was their peach native cider was definitely a letdown for me. Peach cider is one of my favorites after pumpkin, and I was really looking forward to it because knowing that they were. Buying from like a local farm, and it was going to be, I don't know, just better sourced or whatever, I guess. And it just, the flavor fell flat. But everything else, like if you get the chance to try um, any of their products, definitely do. If you like cider, you can't go wrong with Down East. No, you can't. That's right, Down East. That's Not downriver. <laughs> you have to say the wrong name again. Mm -hmm. Just you know. But yeah, and since they're you know Massachusetts based, and we'd love to actually get there someday. To yes, their, hopefully after the pandemic. To their tap room. I know right now they're open, but they're still just doing to go orders, so you can't go there and drink. So even with their tap room exclusives, you just got to go there and either have them delivered to you if you live in the area, or just pick them up. But you can't enjoy it there. So right now wouldn't even be a great time for us to go, even if we could, because we like to go to places, and if you're going to drive all that way, you be know, able be able to sit there and, and enjoy it instead of just going and picking it up and then, you know, leaving it. We want to get 
experience. Yeah, so if you see them in your local liquor store and you like cider, pick them up, check them out. Let us know what you think. Because it's always nice to talk to well, Where people. would you let us know, though? Well, you can check us out on Instagram at Pumpkin and Peach Adventures. Or send us an email at pumpkinandpeachadventures at gmail.com. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, I guess Pumpkin and Peach Adventures. Instagram is going to be for the podcast as well. So, And we'll post some pictures from our time at Lizzie Borden. You know, you can only post 10. Mm-hmm. which I took like fucking 200. Mm-hmm. I take way too many pictures of everything we do. And to do something like that, I had tons of fucking pictures. We'll um, put in a picture of Salt Circle, the Ouija board, um, the the kids' room, a picture of the house, and maybe I think we have a picture of us in our room. Mm-hmm. He's got some videos too. Yeah. Us, well, know, I don't know. Maybe we can do a couple of posts. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah. that'll be on Pumpkin and Peach Adventures uh, Instagram. Instagram. And uh, and it's spelled out just normal. There's no fancy letters or numbers. No or fancy anything. letters. Just those regular 26 letters in the alphabet. Well, you know, like... It, Not throwing, those fancy ones. Those extra letters. Throwing in numbers instead those of letters. letters. But you know, people know what I mean. Like that whole beat thing. They know. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. They might know. All right, so I guess we're you know just about over the hour mark, and well, you know, plus that about three minutes that we did firstly, and then she had to start recording again. So I guess that'll be added in. And uh... <laughs> all right, well, I guess next week I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know. Either. It's a mystery. That's a mystery. I don't Who knows? It could be anything. I don't know. If you want to hear about something that you know we've done, why don't you shoot us a, an email? How would you know what we've done? Well, some of our friends are listening. Maybe. They're not listening. I don't know. Travis said he listened. Sure you did, Travis. Travis, if you made it this far. I still don't even know where you. We'll give you a shout out next podcast. We just basically did that now. Well, we'll do it again next podcast. And that's a lot because I don't like Travis. That's rude. (laughs) Travis is cool, dude. All right. So this concludes episode number two. Yeah. Episode number two. All right. Catch you next week. Bye. No.